previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. It is going great. I'm so honored to be the 100th show, but I'm really worried because as I've said to you guys, I'm a little big. I'm not a big big, I'm a little big. Maybe on a good day, a medium big. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Littles. Oh, <laughs> Roxy, who's that? Simon. It's a Brit. What? We have a Brit with us. <laughs> Welcome back. Holy cow, Simon. Where the hell have you been? It's been forever. You've been in the Mediterranean. Know, it's been what? It's been like 100 episodes or something. Isn't oh, it? well, not quite 100, you know, because you've been on a few of those. That's right. So, Simon, well, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back, you know. How's everything going? So you were away on a ship, is that right? I was. I was on the uh, the new Rotterdam, Holland America ship. Um, so I flew to Amsterdam. I did try and get online, but, you know, time differences and being sure. at sea and blah, 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 you know. But, um, yeah, it was great. It's interesting being on ships during COVID. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, what's that like? Exactly the same as on land. I mean, you know, everyone has to be vaccinated, but you still have to wear masks and you get tested like every three days. And then I think we skipped Belgium because they claimed it was because we ran out of time. But I mean, Amsterdam is right next to where we're going in Belgium. So there was no way that was true. And then I heard through the grapevine actually it's because Belgium didn't want us or something. Um, So, you know, there's little things here and there. But no, overall, I mean, it, it was a... Great cruise, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend. And I how long? How long were you out? I was gone for two weeks, I guess. Okay, and like wow. a couple of days. And so you felt yeah, safe so and everything. You didn't feel like it was too claustrophobic, and that kind of not stuff? at all. No, I felt really safe. Yeah, I'm not wanting to plug Holland America, but in case they're listening, they did a really good job of making everyone feel safe. I mean, um, hey, okay. if they want to sponsor the podcast, they're more than welcome to. I've actually well, I've exactly. been on Holland America. Chuck and Roxy are cruisers. Yeah, so. I've been on Holland America. So Holland America's great. They actually have good food. You know, a lot of cruise lines don't, and they have decent food, and the staff seem happy. You know, a lot of cruise lines, everyone's just wanting to jump off the ship. But uh, right. Holland do a good job. We did Amsterdam, not Brussels. Then France, England, France again. And then we were supposed to go to the Azores, but it was bad weather. So we just skipped it. And so it was like 10 sea days in a row going across the Atlantic to Florida. Wow. And then I got off. Yeah. Oh, so you came all the Wait. way back. Wow. Yeah. Transcontinental? So like Is that what it's called? Trans, I mean, yeah. Trans- no, transatlantic. transatlantic. Sorry. I mean, Transcontinental is from here to California. I, Littles, I do know things. <laughs> yeah, I'm I just mean, glad that was you and not me, Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the emails coming in already. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> I mean, I did go from one continent to another continent. I that is you, very true. And you were um, performing yeah. your, now is it, I don't want to, please don't forgive me because I'm ignorant on this, but it's like a Jersey Boys type of group, right? Well, I'm not allowed to say that. Right. We're, well, called, that's... we're called the Jersey Tenors. The Jersey Tenors, ah. right, right. Yeah, subtle difference there. So it's like and, McDonald's uh, instead of McDonald's. Gotcha. Exactly. Know. Right. Exactly. Okay. But gotcha. we, don't, we don't just do Frankie Valley stuff. We do a random mixture of songs. Like we do a bit of Queen. We do some opera stuff. Oh. Neat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we just happen and then we pretend that we're from New Jersey, hence the Jersey thing. So, well, I have a whole all I can accent. say is thank goodness you're back because it's been, I, I've been falling apart without you. We need the Brit oh. on the podcast. This is the way it is. So, I, know. I don't know how you and guys have done it. We're starting our next round of 100 episodes. I guess that's how we'll, I don't know, maybe we won't group them that way. But I, it's a little weird because I'm not with Roxy like we normally are. No. I'm down in Nashville. Roxy's in New York and Simon's across the street, right? <laughs> or are you in her yeah, apartment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it's fine. I just didn't know. So I'm down in the land of Dukes, 
and Uncle Ray's chips. Anyone know what those are? I got to be honest. I feel like it's like a knockoff brand, but they're kind of tasty. So I'm just going to throw that out there for another time. Like mm. potato chips? Yeah, they're potato chips. It's Uncle Ray's chips. I'd never heard of them. And my dad had some, so I just took a couple, and they were okay. I'm surprised. They're not rippled, which I like the ripple ones. They, they're like Lay's potato chips. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's where I am. And what better way to start our next 100 episodes with announcing our 1,000th follower on Twitter? <gasps> Whoa. How about oh that? Oh, my gosh, we made it. How about that? I'm, we're famous. I mean, uh, whoever, <laughs> I didn't think that would ever happen. 1,000 so followers. Cool. Thank you. Actually, it's over 1,000 now. But we hit 1,000, and it was some guy named Rob. That's all. Just one name, huh. Rob. Now, his handle is at Crawford79. Now, Roxy, don't get too excited because it's not what you're thinking. Right. Because we have oh. a friend named oh. Rob Crawford, but that's not who this is. Right. This says oh. now, Todd Takei, listen up. It says he's a fan of Virginia. I, I'm assuming it says VA, Virginia Craft Beers, Cider and Wines, Road Mountain Cyclist, and proud owner of a Ural. Does anyone know a what that Ural? is? Because I don't. U R A L. Well, it says he's the proud owner of a Ural. So maybe he owns one of those mountains in the Urals. That seems the most likely. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's a. Is it a motorcycle? Oh, maybe. Could it be a bike? Maybe. I don't you, know. You just googled that. You just googled it. I typed in Ural, and the first four things that came up was Ural, Ural Mountains, Ural Motorcycle, and Ural Kali. Well, I don't know. Well, Rob, if you're listening, which hopefully you are now, let us know. WTFCPodnet at gmail dot com. And let us know what you're talking about. Or are there other littles that might know what this is all about? Also, you so wait, you have a thousand followers. And yet I don't have that on Instagram. This well, is really sad. Well, this is I mean, an Instagram. Don't this worry, is Twitter. I don't have that either. This is well, Twitter. All, yeah, but all those Twitter followers could now just follow me. And I mean, it's it true. You know, yeah. So you're that at what so... on Instagram, Simon? Pearl. At Simon oh, Pearl? I'm at Simon Pearl. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Well, I, I don't pronounce, I don't hit the R sound hard enough. So that's Pearl. probably why I don't have followers because they, that must be it. In, like P U H L is probably what they're typing in. Well, just know. for the record, yeah. most, I think most of the time when I type your name in the notes, I put at your Instagram handle or Twitter, one of those. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So one other thing in the news, not really in the news, but we fell back in time. How are we handling we that? We did. I, I don't, I don't like it. No, um, I, I fell asleep earlier. I was, I almost missed this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you missed it? I, I still woke up early and then I went to work around noonish. I left and by that point in the day I was already ready for bed. So yeah, I got up early and I like did things and it, I like had a full day. Yeah. And then I was tired, but then I had to go to work it's, and I just find it very depressing cuz now it's dark out early and it's just I don't know. I just don't I'm not a big fan. Anyway, yeah, I survived. I well, it's all good. Well, when I was on the ship just now, we were crossing the ocean, and therefore every day we we went back an hour. Oh, oh right. Get the time back. I but actually, I loved that because you got to yeah, sleep in an hour every every day. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but that must be a nightmare for like company managers and stuff out there on the cruise ships, you know, or stage managers, whatever, like call times and stuff. Like every yeah. day you have to adjust think of the time clock and all that stuff and yeah but they make a big enough deal of it like sure, with announcements and signs and sure. things mm-hmm. but it is annoying because your phone you know your phone doesn't update automatically so right. it can sure. be confusing yeah. yeah especially if you don't have service in the middle of the atlantic you know in the middle of the right. ocean sure right. yeah, exactly wow that's crazy yeah. all right you two well listen let's get into a few things and then we'll come back in our final segment and finish up but have to give another quick shout out tori clark thank you so much for coming on the podcast what a treat that was 
Yeah, um, that was so much fun. I mean, it was. We had such a great time. I wish sometimes we talk about this or I'll tweet about this, about the unedited version of the <laughs> the interview and people are like, release it, release it. I mean, that would be a fun one. And yeah. uh, we heard lots of people comments. We're, we're, I wish we had time for all of them. We don't. But we did hear from Greg Dobbs. He says, organic chemistry derailed my science career goals. So I empathize with Tori. So I thought she'd appreciate that if she's listening. Simon, you had an email, right? I think from Ed Butt. Yeah. Ed Butt says, Tori's the best. Emphasis on the. My favorite example of how <laughs> hockey players are different is the 2010 Stanley Cup. The Chicago Blackhawks hadn't won since 1961. They won on the road and the plane got into O'Hare after 1 a.m. The team had the bus driver find the nearest late licensed bar and the whole team took the cup in with them for a drink. Then for the next 24 hours, the team bar hopped, taking the cup into neighborhood bars all around the entire city of Chicago. NBA champs doing that. Ah, yeah, there was some good hockey talk. We had some really, really good comments about that. And yeah. uh, it's not over. That's all I'm going to say. Spoiler alert. <laughs> For today's Meet the Littles guest. But anyway, Roxy, you also had something from Bobby Gottfried? I did. Loved all the hockey talk. For the record, the Pens and Caps couldn't meet in the cup final as they're in the same division. Uh, if both are in the playoffs, they'll almost always meet in the first two rounds. It's possible but unlikely for them to meet in the conference finals. Now, to credit me for once. I was leaning that way and I asked Tori, but she kind of had, she was off on another tangent. I didn't want to interrupt her. You know, I mean, sure, it's Tori freaking right. Clark. I'm not going to interrupt her because no. I did ask that question because I was hesitant to ask because I was like, I don't think they can actually play each other. But if I wanted to know who she would root for, because she, you know, she's obviously got some fandoms for both teams. So anyway, that's what I thought actually. All right. So next we're going to move to one of my favorite segments. I'm not sure how Roxy feels. We have to come up with a name for it, but it's my annual text from my new father-in-law. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it says, <laughs> he's been catching up on the episodes and it says, uh-huh. so Lee Gordon beat me to it, but yes, it is pronounced ombudsman. And Roxy, information for life, Grammy was an ombudsman for a number of years after she retired working at a local hospital, settling disputes for patients who did not feel they were receiving proper care. And yes, mom started making oatmeal chocolate chip cookies using Barbara Bush's recipe, which became very popular when she was in the White House. There was even a challenge one year over which the... Now, we're not going to get into politics here, but... There was even a challenge one year over which the public preferred Bush cookies or some kind of cookie Hillary Clinton made. It was a slam dunk for Bush cookies, and no one believed that Hillary ever was in a kitchen, much less baking cookies. Have a great day. All right, now. That is pretty great. That is I mean, a great. I don't know how that's that going to be interpreted, but text. I believe your dad voted for Hillary. We're just going to say that. No. Um, <laughs> so he didn't like her cookies, apparently, but he voted for her. No. So, no. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. All right. Well, we just have to get out of here because we have to get to our Meet the Littles guest. But Simon, you had another little ditty from Ed Butt. And Roxy, this is for you. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. He says, again, Roxy Camouflage is the lead. Regular cast member misses rehearsal. Roxy is asked to fill in so they can block the scene. By the end of the rehearsal, the part is hers. Hashtag so impressive. Hashtag Wally Pip. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I love. Oh, she that's just, great. She just swept that under the carpet in our last yeah, episode. So anyway, you know. well, she didn't want to like step on any toes, but I'm sure she was vying and wanted to play Glinda the whole time. 
Yeah, actually it was Glinda or Dorothy and I ended up being cast as basically every other ensemble character and I was assistant choreographer and so they thought, oh, well, she's not necessarily good enough for the lead parts, but we can give her like this extra job. And then it turns out that I was just right and I was there and I was a body and I was able to get through it. So then I ended up getting one of the lead roles. And I'm sure she stole the show. All right, you two. Littles, don't worry. We still got peanut butter talk. We've got toasting versus grilling talk. We've got butter, room temperature or, or chilled. And then we've got the dreaded raisin talk. So don't go anywhere. We're coming back after. I mean, this Meet the Littles guest was so much fun. And we'll get into it. And you'll understand why once we start talking to him. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Lee Gordon, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Played in this episode by Chris Ledgerwood, and this song is called A Better Way. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find Chris almost everywhere. He's on Bandcamp, he's on Spotify, he's on Facebook. He also has a blog website called Christopher's Truth. So head on over and check that out, and we'll include all those links in our show notes. And as always, we'll play the full song, A Better Way, at the end of the podcast. Your grand drill on the backs of the poor. You say there's something better. You say you love All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, I'm all peppy because our Meet the Littles guest is very peppy today. We're very excited yeah. about this. It's very early, but they're ready for this. Please welcome to the podcast, Wayne Hickenbottom. Hey, Wayne, how is it going? I, it's going very well. Thank you. Very excited to be here with the two of you. Now, I said the name right, right? Absolutely. It's pronounced just like it's spelled. Lots of people look at it and try and do something different with it. Or, <laughs> well, that was me. <laughs> there's a lot of variations. There's Hickenbottom, Higginbottom, Ooh. and people will sort of have seen something close to that before and try that. And right. then I say, we'll just look at it and did it right the first time. So I appreciate that. Oh, that's great. I mean, I might have been practicing a little off air, but we won't tell the listener. <laughs> oh, I just did. All right. Wayne, you said you're a fan of the podcast, so you know what we do here. Why don't we just turn it right over to you and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? Well, hi there. My name's Wayne Hickenbottom. I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, which is about, oh, well, depending on traffic, half hour to an hour south of Seattle. And I grew up there, went to undergraduate there to a small liberal arts college, University of Puget Sound, 
And while I was there, decided I wanted to go to graduate school in economics. And so I decided since I went to my backyard for undergraduate, I was going to go away to graduate school. So spent some time at the University of Minnesota. We'll come back to that later when we talk about fandom, I'm sure. <laughs> and then after that, got my PhD in economics and went on and got a job out of graduate school at the University of Texas at Austin, Longhorns. And started there in fall of 1991, taught there as an assistant professor until 1999, uh, which time a couple of things happened. One, I decided that having a job that was research-oriented, I was more in teaching than research, and also met the woman who I would eventually become related by marriage to, and so left UT and worked as a high school math teacher at a smaller town about an hour and a half northwest of Austin, Lampasas, Texas, and did that for eight or nine years, taught pre-AP geometry and AP calculus, wow. and then had a chance to come back to UTS just in a teaching position in 2008. So we moved back to Austin and came here. And then just this last year during the pandemic, I'm one of these people you read about that decided to retire in the middle of all this. And so this is my retired in just this last May. So I've been retired now about six months. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow, that's great. Now, I need to go back for a second. Now, Roxy saw my face light up a little bit. And it was just because, as you know, we just recently hit our 100th episode. And there's so many of you now that we've met and we're so thankful for that. But now they start running into each other. Who did we just inter... Was it... I, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Martin's daughter who went to Puget Sound or something? Like, who Isn't that where she plays Frisbee? That doesn't sound... It, no? it wasn't one of the last couple I was listening. I don't remember that. Really? But, um, Am I making... I don't know a lot of famous alums I like to talk about. But anyway... All right. But, I'll, uh, I'll have to try to get to the bottom of it. Roxy's looking okay. at me like I have eight heads right now. <laughs> I don't know. I knew of that school, but you don't hear much about it. And yeah. then it was just how it came up again. And I was like, oh, okay. No, it's a beautiful, small liberal arts campus. Mm -hmm. Great views of Mount Rainier. The campus, it's not very big, but has sort of a unified architecture. It's all sort of Tudor style. And even though I wanted to go away to, I met a lot of people who went away to college, but I was certainly glad I spent my four years there. Yeah. Right. And I kind of did the same thing. Same, very similar things. Small liberal arts college, not too far from home. Close enough where my parents wouldn't just pop in at any time. But close enough where for the long weekends, I could go home if I wanted to. And do laundry. And, well, yeah. Yeah. That too. yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. I mean, I wouldn't just go home to do laundry. Uh, but like for yeah. Easter dinner, sure. you know, something like sure. that, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, well, and sort of be like, if you went to school with people who came from a way you sort of had the local knowledge and sort right. of knew. Right. Yeah, there, that was, there were advantages to that, yes. Right, exactly. Okay. And what did you study in school, did you say? Well, I started out in undergraduate. I was going to be what I guess in the modern vernacular would be a coder. I went to get a computer science degree, oh. but how I envisioned that job wasn't what I thought it was going to be or what I thought it would be. And at the same time, I really discovered that I was an economist, whether I knew it or not. There was just, I remember taking my first introductory economics class that I only took because the Western civilization class that I wanted to take was full. I was just taking a check in the box class as sure. my first semester freshman. And I'm taking this class and I at some point realized that 
what I'm hearing isn't really teaching me anything other than vocabulary. The way this is looking at the world is exactly how I've always looked at the world. I'm just learning some vocabulary to it. And that was the easiest class I ever took. And there were really smart people in this class who were struggling and I couldn't understand it because it was just like breathing. And <laughs> so over the course of the next couple of years, as I sort of got disenchanted with computer science, I decided that I kind of wanted to get into teaching and this is what I would teach. It's so interesting. And I was I like, when you just something just falls into your lap like that, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. I want to do this. <laughs> and so serendipitous because it was at the same time I was sort of getting disenchanted with something else. So right. I sort of needed something else to come along, and it came at just the right time. That's great. Now, you brought it up earlier. Okay, so you've done a lot of moving around. So where does your fan base lie? Okay, so most of my fan base stays in the Seattle area. So my original fandom was I was seven years old in 1969, and Seattle got its first Major League Baseball team, the Seattle Pilots, mm. who have become famous in history because there's a famous book, Ball Four, by Jim Bouton, who was one of the first tell-all athlete books. Oh. It's, it, and he was a Seattle pilot. Anyway, they only lasted one year, and they became what are now the Milwaukee Brewers. They moved after one year. Broke oh. my heart. It was terrible. So I've sort of always stayed loyal to Seattle teams, so... Seahawks, Mariners. I was a little older, so I didn't quite have the same angst when the Supersonics left to Oklahoma City. And the one that drives my wife crazy is I'm still a big fan of University of Washington college football. And she says, so let me get this straight. You never went there and they never wrote you a paycheck, yet you root for them over the school that is now paying for your retirement. And I said, yes. You know, you can't explain the six, seven-year-old watching those Husky football highlights in the days before there were games on every day and mm. listening to them on the radio, and I just can't quite get past it. So most of it lives there. I mean, I root for UT football, but there was a bowl game where they played each other a few years ago, and I found myself rooting for the Huskies and disgusted my <laughs> wife immensely. Now, is she from uh, down there? Where is she from? Oh, yeah. She grew up in Waco. Oh, uh, and, okay. And she was... Well, let's see. I want to say she was my boss. I worked in the economics department. And she worked in the dean's office. The economics department is in the College of Liberal Arts. And she was sort of the, the budget person. She oversaw like the endowments and stuff like that okay. for the College of Liberal Arts. So she's retired now, too. Anyway, so the one big thing I got out of going to the University of Minnesota, so one of your questions is some, sometimes, what is a talent you have that nobody knows about you? I don't know if this is a talent, but I'm going to say that I hold the record for most season tickets owned and still got my PhD because when I was a graduate student, I had season hockey tickets for four years. I had season football tickets for Whoa. three years. I had season basketball tickets for two years. When did you have time to do everything? Right. Somehow it worked out. So, <laughs> but there were a lot of weekends that was like hockey, football, hockey or something like wow. that. And uh, so I really got into college hockey when I was there because University of Minnesota, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in some ways bigger than basketball. Oh, and, yeah. I, and you had somebody on the other day who was from Clarkson and talked about going to the Frozen Four. And so I had a streak. I went to the Frozen Four for like 15 consecutive years. Just I, I got in with this group who goes every year. In the last few years, I haven't intended as much, but it's sort of like a social gathering of people who just go to the Frozen Four no matter where it is. I went to it like one or two Viking games in four years there and a few North Stars games. And well, and the apartment I lived in most of the time I was there, if 
in the old Mary Tyler Moore show because it was a big deal. She was from Minneapolis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love they, the statue. They had a big yeah. deal about that. So in the beginning of the show, they showed this house that's somewhere out on one of the lakes that they claimed she lived in. But then she moved in this apartment building. The apartment building they showed was the one I used to live in. And it was basically the other side of the freeway from the Metrodome where ah. at the time that's where the Gophers played football at the time. They didn't have their own stadium then. And I would go to an occasional twins game because I could look at my watch. It'd be six 30 and I didn't have that much to do. And I could just walk, walk over, get a ticket to go to the yeah. twins game. So I'd go to a few twins games, but yeah, the season tickets were all for college because they were dirt cheap as a student. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, that makes sense. And then just sprinkle in a, a little bit of homework in there and you're good to yeah. go. Yeah, I get, I, I get a few things done right. Some, somehow in there I got a thesis written and, and they, and they wow. gave me a piece of paper and let me go to work. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast. One of my favorite opening days, we were in Minneapolis. We were opening on a Tuesday night and I think it was Monday. So it was opening day. Yeah. And we, um, it's like 15 inches of snow. We're all like bundled up in our winter coats and our ski hats. And we're, we took a picture because it was with some cast. I don't remember what show it was. And then we went inside to do opening day, uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. So, yeah. It's weather something else there. Well, I'll switch you an opening day story as a Red Sox fan. I had never been to Fenway Park. And I was talking about going with this group to the hockey tournament. It was in Boston one year. And it was, it coincided with opening day at Fenway. And I, got on the phone early and got tickets to opening day. And the only game I've ever been to in Fenway Park was opening day of the season that they broke the curse. So I figured they should send me something because wow. I'm the reason that they broke the curse because I finally showed up at the stadium. Yeah. Wait, so, so you're saying like opening day 2004? Yes. Oh, wow. That's cool. Playing the Blue Jays, I think, if I remember oh. right. So okay. because of you, <laughs> we started I, I winning. I don't know, but I, I <laughs> thought about trying to publicize and get some swag out yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Never came to right? anything. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> we might send you something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll send you a little something extra. Because it's been so it's been pretty good since then. Yeah. We're not going to lie. Yes, yeah. it has. Yeah. Yes, it has. <laughs> I mean, you can't win them all, as they say. But <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we already have to take a break. This is great. You can stick around, though, right? Absolutely. All right. All right, loyal listeners. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. It's the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. We are here meeting the Littles again, and we're so excited. We have Wayne Hickenbottom with us today, and I hope I said that right. Yeah, I, I think you did, did. I did not practice. I think we're two for two. <laughs> Worked just great. We're on fire, Roxy. We're on fire today. Wayne, now we haven't even gotten into your... Now, okay, this is funny, first of all. Okay, I'm all over the place. We can't say it enough. Littles, if you want to come on the podcast, reach out to us, okay? Because Wayne, that's what you did, correct? That's 100% what I did. I got into the podcast. I put in the note. I ended up being the host for the Austin Summer Littles. And I was just retired. I'd heard a few people from Austin had emails on the show. So I said, I got nothing to do. So I'll do this. And we had two people in a tiny show up. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, in getting organized with that, they sent me a thing to your podcast suggesting that we do a ad, a bumper Mm -hmm. for our site, which I didn't get around to. If I end up posting again this year, I promise I'll do one this next time. Okay. But 
And so then I started listening to the podcast and they, uh, they said, just if you're a little, we want to meet you. You don't necessarily have to have been a particular star on the show or a regular email. And I just emailed you and you called me and I was very excited. Come on. Yeah. I okay. That. That's all it takes. Yeah. And that's what it is. And this is what we're saying. This is so great. And we're so grateful for that. And the best part about this is you don't even really need much to talk about. We just want to meet you. And then our favorite thing is we have you fill out the form. And I'm going to quote you if that's okay, Wayne. Sure. Okay. So we always say, are there any topics you would like to talk about? And you just said, make sure to get to the stupid questions at the end. <laughs> that's all you care about. Now that's don't a wanna, wild Don't want to run out of time for the good stuff. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, we appreciate that because we pride ourselves on those. But we still have more to get into you. Now, why don't we go back and speaking of Summer of Littles and all that stuff, and you graciously were the host for Summer of Littles 3.1 this past summer. How did you get into Tony and how did you become a little? Well, let's see. It started with I, uh, back from the early days of the sports reporters. I followed him. So I've never lived in the D.C. area or been somewhere where I got his column. So I was not overly familiar with his writing. But I remember him from the sports reporters. One thing I've never heard anybody mention on this, when ESPN2 first started, so this would have been in the middle 90s somewhere, they tried to have their own sort of sports center show. It was the first thing that Susie Colbert was ever on. That was when they hired her. And they joke about Keith Oberman in the letter jacket. They tried to, like, cool up Keith Oberman, and they had him on this, this show. But the, there was a segment of that show called The Wise Guys that was him and Feinstein would sort of go back and forth, sort of Will Bonnes, but it was just a little short bump sure. in this news show. And so I used to watch that. And then big PTI fan and watching PTI, I would hear Tony refer to his radio show. And I've heard this mentioned before. What really got me starting with podcasts was Bill Simmons. I mm -hmm. hear that you guys oh, listen yeah. to him sometimes. So yep. I, he was sort of the first and I still listen to him pretty regularly. But then I figured out, OK, this isn't a scam and they aren't going to charge me for listening to this and, and right. all that. So I went and found Tony's podcast of the radio show where they take out all the commercials and it would be just like a summary of that and then so i listened to that pretty regularly and then when he left that and started the podcast i've just followed along cool gotcha yeah actually roxy i think you know this bill simmons is the whole you can blame him for my craziness you can blame him for <laughs> oh everyone can blame him for the email address that we have this crazy email yeah, address for the podcast that's true because like i said i've had this idea for a long time I listened to a lot of Bill Simmons. I wanted to be I wanted to be the Ringer Podcast Network. So I thought, oh, Roxy, this will be great. We'll have the Loyal Littles podcast. We'll have a, a podcast about movie reviews. We'll have a podcast about Broadway <laughs> reviews, theater, blah, blah, blah. We'll have a podcast about football. Yeah. I'm like, maybe just start with one first. <laughs> and we did that. And it was the Upset no. Special podcast. Well, yeah. And then we vamped Quick, into this. Quickly started too. Yeah, we quickly started too. That was yeah. a big mistake. But anyway, so yeah, so I mean, that was it's, all because of Bill, Bill Simmons. Simmons' fault. Now, Roxy's a big fan because of Parent Corner. She loves That's Parent Corner. That's pretty much Corner. the only part I listen to. I get that. Yeah. Now, you're a little yeah. behind on that, Roxy, by the way. But she also loves, and I love, that they do one at the end of the year, like in December, where they just do every Parent Corner into yeah. one episode. Yeah, that I'll listen to. And that's easier for her to listen to. <laughs> but no, no, it's a big deal now because his kids are getting bigger and they're teenagers now. They're not allowing him to put certain content <laughs> On the podcast, which I think is hilarious. Of course. Because we count on that, too, here at the Loyal Littles podcast, some, you know, crazy kid stories. <laughs> okay, so I have to stop here for a second, and I'm going to sound crazy, I think, but I don't care. Has anyone ever, this has been driving me crazy since we started, okay, but I, I now have to come to it. Does anyone ever tell you you sound like Tim Kirchin? No. Has that ever, no, no? not at all. And so I guess he wouldn't play me in the movie. I'm telling you, it's freaking me out a little bit. 
I okay. hear Tim Kirchin in your voice a little bit now. I would take that as a compliment. I know about a hundredth of the baseball that he knows, and right. but I do like avocados. I, so ah. this is—it's driving me crazy here. Okay, I hear it. Littles, do you hear this in Wayne's voice? Maybe on right maybe in. it's just me. Right in. WTFC. I, <laughs> that horrible email address. WTFC podnet at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't know. It's trust me, it's a compliment. And it's fun, but it's freaking me out a little bit. Don't alter anything. I mean, unless you want to do a good imitation. I got what I got. Okay. Because so <laughs> we've heard some good ones over the past. Joe Magnew, I had a really, really good Tim Kirchin. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Another little. All right. Now, so I'm just curious, because you brought this up with your wife being from Texas, right? She grew uh -huh. up there, born and bred, you said? Absolutely. Okay. So now, is she a little as well, tiny? Does she listen to Tony? Oh, uh, barely a tiny. I I will tell you, she is, I, I'm sorry to say it, but she is much more a music fan than I am. Oh, okay. okay. And especially of the era that a lot of Tony talks about. Mm. So if he goes on a spiel about Jackson Brown or the Eagles mm -hmm. or Bonnie Raitt or someone of that ilk, I always play that for her as verification of, is this right or something like that? Because right. yeah. I sort of trust her as my best source on that. <laughs> so she is forced into a little of that. And well, and she's had to have PTI on for her whole life. So yeah. so she certainly knows who she is, finds him funny, but not a regular listener. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Roxy can attest to that. Attest to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She graciously sits here and watches PTI I mean, with me before are, I go to work. There have been days where over the summer we'll take a beach day to Coney Island and it takes us a good hour at least hour 15 to get there and he'll be sitting on the train listening to Tony and he'll throw half of his headphones at me and say you gotta listen to this part come on put it in and I'm like okay yeah <laughs> something, it, I mean yeah, he is I, talking about something funny that I can relate to in some way so yes yeah, so, so I always go to her when he goes one one of his music spiels yeah yeah gotcha nice that's excellent and now where does her professional fandom football wise and stuff like that oh cowboys she is mostly okay. Yeah, so for some reason, the schedule's worked out. The Cowboys and Seahawks have played pretty regularly over, yeah. it seems like, the last 10 years. And it's the worst day of my life because it's bad if they lose and it's worse if they win. So I just... <laughs> but Cowboys, UT football, she's not big into other sports, but she'll root for anything Texas. Okay. Gotcha. Now, I mean, you you have to say, though, you've come out on the better end of that over the last couple decades, though. I mean, Last few years, the best slash worst was I don't know some people remember this it was a playoff game when Parcells was coaching the Cowboys and it was Romo was just first starting out and yeah. the Cowboys were going to kick like a winning 23 yes. yard the Romo. goal and he fumbled the snap yes. mm. oh that was that was hideous and wonderful at the same time wait so that was against the Seahawks yes oh see I didn't remember that I just remember yes. the fumbled yes. snap because <laughs> he fumbles it and I'm thinking we got a chance but then he looks like he's pick gonna pick it up and run in yeah. for a touchdown he gets canceled oh yes that was against Seattle yeah and you guys went your own separate ways for a day or two, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not good. She's I looking at you like, that. why are you standing up? Why are you cheering? Why are you screaming right now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Wayne, listen, we're almost out of time. This has been fantastic. We really appreciate you coming on, but you said it. So we're going to get to the fun, dumb questions. Is that all right? Absolutely. All right. Let's go, Roxy. All right. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Oh, jeez. Probably like sneak on an airplane to Australia because it would be as cheap as I could ever go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's great. We actually never got back into this. And these were some of our old original questions. I know you said you're not really musical. Have you ever had a jingle played or an email read on the show? A couple of emails. Oh, great. Um, but no, not a jingle. You know, I hear them and think, oh, that's good. I have 
no musical talent, but I could maybe do something with the words sometime. But yeah. I never really got serious about it. Gotcha. Okay. I'm surprised you guys haven't. Well, I mean, honestly, I have two on the website. Little songs. Little songs. And we just got a really nice compliment email the other day about our... our Friday Five jingle. Yeah, our Friday Five jingle Pop to the song. Lollipop song. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so we just haven't really... I don't know. We'll have to maybe try and... You know, I'm just so busy with editing and doing this podcast and don't really right. have that much time. So anyway, let's get us back on track. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Crunchy. Yeah. I knew there was a reason. Uh, <laughs> what personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble? What personal trait has gotten me in the most? Uh, it sounds like I being guess, a Seahawks uh, fan. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I think sort of a combination of like putting stuff off, denial, if you will, sort of sort of not dealing with things. Yeah, that's a yeah. tough one. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. If you could live in any TV home, what would it be? Yeah, the TV. Well, well it could uh, be it, movie. Well, so TV could be cartoons. So like the Jetsons house mm-hmm. oh, would yeah. be would be pretty sweet who was that we had that one actually that was gary i believe yeah maybe yeah gary braun i believe is the one that said that yeah and of course he was like i haven't seen it in a while so a lot of the updates might already be out there but yeah no that's a great one roomba might be better than rosie the maid so who knows (laughs) don't you mean rumba rumba yes (laughs) uh let's see if you could be a cartoon character for a week who would you be a cartoon character. Well, lots of people have said Superman, but I think that's sort of a cheat because I think he's more of a comic book character. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, Ooh. there were cartoons about him. But sure. Gee, Gomez Adams would not be a bad cartoon character okay. to be. All right. Well, sort of on the same line, which of the seven dwarfs is most like you? Oh, Doc. Oh. I love it. Nice. Let's see. Would you rather live for a week in the past or the future? I guess I've seen too many sci-fi things where people like screw up the present by going back to the past uh-huh. and I'd be worried about that. So I'd have to go to the future. Okay. Well, cool. is, it, is that really what the question says, Roxy? That is. I read it word for word. We need to change that. Because <laughs> now that I've heard it, I don't really think it's... Chuck doesn't like it. Well, all right. Here's the thing. It's a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only reason to I go back a week is like time. so you could win the lottery, I guess. Something like that. P- place yeah. a bet on the... You know, whoever won right, the football right, game this right, weekend. Right. You know what I mean? And then going a week in the future, big freaking deal. So I guess maybe yeah. this would coincide with if you could time travel, where would you go? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. But you know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good question. I guess I'm just saying it's not. You don't like it. Well, it's just not <laughs> such a big deal. I thought for some reason it was like 20 years in the future because uh. that would be a big deal maybe or 20 years well, in the past. Well, you can live for a week 20 years in the future. Okay. Anyway. All right. Would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Yeah, worst player on a team that wins. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a popular one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to go the other way on that one. Yeah. I mean, it also kind of depends. If you're playing professional sports, you, you'll get the payday. So there's that. Yeah. But, but yeah, if, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm thinking more of like, you rec, know, rec our, softball team or something sure, Exactly. Like that. Sure. Exactly. All right, Roxy, what's next? Uh, who would play you in a movie of your life? Well, I'd want to be George Clooney because who wouldn't? Right. But when I was a high school teacher, my students sometimes used to call me Mr. Bean. And that was a British show with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So if you ask some of my old high school students, they would say Rowan Atkinson. Ah, okay. Now, there was a big movie. Wasn't there a movie that he did? Yeah, he did. The, he um, did a, There was one called Johnny English where he was like a – it was sort of like a Bond spoof thing and – 
He's been a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I thought they did an actual Mr. Bean movie. That's what I was thinking. They might have. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. If you were to host Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Ideally, I would like to know someone who had some sort of nobody band and be able to do that for them oh. as a big favor oh, to get yeah. to be on national TV. That's so nice. But since I really don't know anybody like that, if it was just for me, it would be Jimmy Buffett. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, well, we appreciate you saying that because that's kind of what, well, that's what Tony started on his podcast, and that's what we right. continue the tradition here on the Loyal Littles podcast. All right, well, Wayne, we're already out of time, believe it or not. Thank you so much for coming on and Meet the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? No, I'm just a happily, quietly retired guy who tries to spend less and less time online. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Are you on Twitter and all that stuff, though? Uh, let's see. I have a Twitter address because you guys have talked about Mike and Mike. My Twitter handle is just for M&M because the only reason I signed up was there was a point where the only way you could enter contests on Mike and Mike was through Twitter. Oh, nice. Oh. And that was the only thing that made me sign up for it. And so what is it? At M&M? Just, yeah, at, just for my M&M. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nice. All right. We'll have to look that up. Well, Wayne, thanks again for coming on and taking the time to meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. As an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? My wife is very, very strongly over. I'm indifferent, but happy to go with her lead. Oh, nice. you're, you're a Roxy. You're adaptable. You're adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And we just got a dog. Yeah, yeah I have two rescue mutts. Oh. Have, have been nice enough to be quiet through most of the podcast, which is unusual. No, them. but that was like copper there. We're at the end yeah, of the interview. Yeah. He knows it. He's saying goodbye. Right. He knows that the interview's almost over. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's great. So, all right. Well, thanks again, Wayne. We really appreciate the time. You betcha. Thank you. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and yet another, another fun time with a Meet the Littles guest, who I am still completely convinced sounds like Timmy Kirchin. I'm sorry. I know <laughs> no, you guys don't understand that, and I don't expect you to, but Littles, I need some input on that, okay? And I wanted to get back to one thing. I had one more quick thing about Tori Clark being on the podcast, and this is from Lee Gordon. And he says, having at Tory Tweet and at Cool Aunt Claire on for the 100th was a hashtag perfecta in racehorsing parlance. And my peanut butter, bacon, cheese, mustard, and onion sandwich suggestion is no joke. I'm serious as a heart attack, which you might get if you eat enough of them. So that's kind of a crossover to what we're talking about. So why don't we just get into it? Simon, let's go here first because we haven't talked to you in forever. Do you eat a sandwich with peanut butter and anything besides jelly or fluff and utter, we'll say. There. Uh, personally, not really. Okay. I don't really love peanut butter sandwiches, but on the rare occasion I do, I do a peanut butter and cucumber sandwich. Oh. Oh, interesting. That's different. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe uh -huh. tomatoes not so far out there for you. Chuck's swearing uh, by these tomatoes, because we did the our other podcast, the Upset Special podcast, and we went into that a little bit over there, and he's swearing by it. He's like, no, Chuck. I would you try, try that, but no, I, I would swear by the peanut butter cucumber sandwich. That is yum. Hmm. Interesting. Definitely. Okay. Hmm. So highly recommend. What we yeah. just read off, the peanut butter, bacon, cheese, mustard, and onion. 
Did you just throw mm. up a little in your mouth like me or? <laughs> no, it sounds pretty good, actually. Whoa. How about the mustard? The mustard might throw me off a little bit. Yeah. The other stuff, yeah, I can totally do that. I, I have mean, to bacon say. Bacon is bacon. Well, of course, bacon, yeah. Okay, so I am interested a little bit. Now, Lee Gordon, we don't need to go into this every episode, but I am curious, like, is there an order that you, like, do you put the mustard on the bread first? <laughs> Or do you put it on top of the peanut? I mean, I just feel like it's a mess. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, the mustard is the problem there. Because everything, yeah, that, oof. I don't know. Well, I think the whole thing's a problem after you get past <laughs> the peanut butter. But that's besides the point. Roxy, let's continue, shall we? Yeah, let's. We got a message from Bob Sproul, and he sent a picture as well. He says, Sunday lunch. Note that butter on both pieces of bread elevated the humble PB&J from a good sandwich to a great sandwich. And in the picture, he has two slices of bread. One slice has butter and then peanut butter on it. And then the other slice has butter and then jelly on it. All right, Simon, um, where, where do you land on that, yeah. Simon? It's right? a lot of butter. Yeah. I, Wait, is he toasting it, do you say, or not? No. Um, the bread does not look toasted, but I'm not sure if he then put it in something. No, I can't imagine. I doubt it. He put the peanut butter and jelly on it. Because uh, I feel like if you turned it into a toasty... Then, well, that's what we yeah. right. people have said that like to toast the bread, they might put some butter on it, toast the bread, and then put the peanut butter and jelly on it. That seems okay to me. Mm. It still seems. Oh, a but little you, got, much. you guys have toasties, right? No, you know what those are. I don't even know what that is. It's like, uh, like a pop yeah, tart. Like a no, you put a you put a sandwich together and then you put it in a toasty maker. Oh, like a and panini. And it kind of compresses. Not quite, because a panini just like presses it. This like pushes it into like toasty shape where it kind of seals the edges of the bread. And toast oh. the outside, and then the inside's hot. Oh. It's a toasty. Yummy. That's a classic. Mm. Get, look, get a toasty maker. Can't go wrong. All right. Well, let's. I've never heard of that. So you don't put butter on your bread before the peanut butter, correct? N- no. Yeah. No. I just, I just don't get it. That's, I, I mean, look. Interesting. I might have to try own. it just to, I know. We just might, to see for myself. You know, we did this with the pizza, Roxy. We might have to start mm-hmm. doing that. And I did actually have a grilled cheese with mayo. I tried that because I'd never done yep. that before. So yep. didn't really do mm. much for me. But so then we heard from Todd Decay and he actually sent a picture. But it, it also says, what sort of peanut butter is this? And so let me describe. He had like tubs. There's all these different flavors. I didn't really. Did you know there's flavored peanut butter? I'm sorry. Right. Flavor. Yeah. There's like what mar- flavor? Marshmallow flavor. There's sugar cookie flavor. And then there's something called monster cookie flavor. Now, I don't know what that uh, is, but these are all peanut butters. Why? This is, go- this is getting it's so It's getting crazy. Now, my, my favorite <laughs> reply to his post was John Miller wrote in and it says, quote, no, period. No, period. No, period. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't get it either. I really don't. I mean, I don't to know. each their own. I've just never heard of these things. I've seen those jars where they've like, it's already pre-mixed peanut butter and jelly where it's like swirled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've but seen see, that But see, I have issue with that because there's a, def- for me, there definitely has to be a, I like a little more peanut butter than jelly. I don't like mm-hmm. it identical. And I there's a ratio thing that's going on. I think that, I think a lot of people feel that way. Oh, yeah. How lazy do you have to be as well? Like, you're already going to take it out, spread it, but, oh, the extra spreading of doing two different jars. Oof. Oh, that's, that's hard work, isn't it? All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Should we get to the toasting grilling comments? That's kind of a big deal here. Yeah. Uh, Simon, you have something from Lee Gordon, right? Oh, yeah. He says, and I agree with at cool Aunt Claire about toasting versus grilling. Although grilling is a misnomer because a grill has grates and what we call grilled cheese is generally cooked on a griddle or in a skillet or frying pan. All right. Yeah, I have a another email from Ed Butt. 
He says, I would think that what everyone calls a grilled cheese sandwich is technically a fried cheese sandwich. Some fat, butter, mayo, margarine, olive oil, etc., is spread on the outside of the bread. It is then heated in a frying pan or on a griddle. Most people don't put it on a grill or under a broiler or in a toaster oven. I suppose they could all work, but that's not how it is typically done. By the way, Stormcloud Brewery makes a tasty grilled cheese sandwich, which is neither grilled nor fried. They don't have a real kitchen, so they use fry bread, naan, or a soft pita, fill it with cheese, and heat it. You can also add tomato, bacon, and goat cheese, which I usually do. Huh. Wow. Interesting. Wow. wow. Interesting for me is, so like, I think I've been here too long. I've forgotten what we're saying in England, but you guys call a broiler is the thing where the oven is... Is it is like from just, the top of it, just right? Just the top. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we call that a grill. Oh. Oh. Yes. And then oh, I believe cool. a grill is what we just call a barbecue, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. okay. Very interesting. I just wanted, yeah. Just wanted to check Here, I thought he was going somewhere else. So Simon, fess up. True or not? Like, have you ever used an iron to make a grilled cheese in the hotel room? <laughs> oh, I've made many a things on an iron. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. God. Oh, you'll do wow. a lot of things at two in the morning if you're hungry. Oh enough. my gosh, housekeeping must hate you. Well, I mean, we <laughs> wipe it off, we clean it, you know, sort of. <laughs> anyway, then we heard from Sully in Boston. Well, what would you call a hot dog bun put in a pan? A grilled bun? No, that's a toasted bun. Toast's definition is bread exposed to heat. The inclusion of an appliance doesn't matter. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So I'm telling you, you guys need to look into getting a toasty, a toasty maker. Well, he's saying gonna... we could use an iron, and it's the same thing. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out uh-huh. there. So okay. So thank you, Sully, <laughs> for being on my side in that topic. So that was great. Right. Uh, anyway, we're gonna touch upon this one real quick, and then we're gonna get away from it because it's gonna open a whole nother door, and we're gonna leave that for the future. But I did want to say we did hear it from John Miller, and he says when you buy a pound of butter, it goes into the refrigerator. When you go to use a stick of butter, it is left in the butter dish on the counter. That's the start oh of it. Boy. I'm gonna oh, say, boy. No, no, we're not going to go too far, Rock. I mean, I'll go ahead, Rock. We'll just say that's not how we do it. No. We put our pound of butter in the freezer, and then we take, like, but they're right. in stick form, and then we bring a stick out when we need it. Well, when you remember. And put it in that. the fridge. Yeah. No, I've been remembering. No, that's one of Roxy's things. She always forgets. <laughs> it's like the ice tray. She just forgets. And so I, have, I go to get a, some butter, and it's... There's none, so I have to go in the freezer, and then it's frozen. Drives me crazy. Anyway, love you, mean it. (laughs) All right, and then lastly, before we get out of here, we have to get to the raisin topics, okay? Because these have been great for a while, and we'll probably put this to bed here, but Michelle Pendleton starts this all off with a... She retweeted Aaron Starmer. Now, I have no idea who that is, but he wrote, the easiest way to get attention online is to add raisins to a recipe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to move on. We then heard from Medbot again. He says, I admit I'm prejudiced living in the cherry capital, but anything in which you can use raisins is improved immensely by substituting dried cherries. Ooh. Now that's interesting too. All right, here's the thing. I like raisins. I said it. I'm just saying That's it. okay. Now, I don't like them in every, I don't put them in weird things. I don't put them in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, <laughs> I do not like raisins in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm just saying that. I think that could work, actually. But yeah, <laughs> maybe I might try like, it now. Yeah. No, but I do like them in my oatmeal. I do like them in my raisin bran. I do like, the, you know, I just like raisins. I and I like them in my raisin oatmeal cookies. Okay, but okay, fair <laughs> enough. Not uh, bush cookies. Not bush cookies. Nope. 
Nope, right. those are special. <laughs> All right, and so Roxy, who we heard someone else, right? Yeah, we heard from Jenny Robbins, and she says, I think I have all the zeros correct. She says, I 100 million percent agree with Ed. He got me addicted to the dried cherries. I was a cranberry girl, still love my cranberries, but the cherries are a game changer. Now, I have something to say about that. I make a, a trail mix, like nut mix. Yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I usually put dried cranberries in it. But it was suggested to me to try dry tart cherries. So I did. And they're amazing. I like both. Okay. I like both equally. So I agree with Jenny. Cranberries, absolutely. Cherries are great. All right. Well, that was exhausting. But we got through it. <laughs> I mean, Littles, you are the best. We didn't even get to some of them. And we apologize. But that's what, all we could fit into this episode. So thank you for all the notes, comments, emails, especially, and keep them coming and we'll keep reading them hopefully. And we'll talk about, we'll get to the bottom. We got to get to this butter discussion though, because already there's some uh, things that are a little different. So anyway, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to head on over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate those. They're really great. Simon, friend, so good to have you back in the States. Thank you for joining us again this week. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I'll, uh, you know, uh, next time I will try and do it from the ship if I can. It, that would be fun, you know. <laughs> I guess. Cool. I just I feel like it's going to be a nightmare for you. Well, hopefully we'll do it again soon. Little, thanks for the first 100. This starts the next 100, hopefully, and we just really appreciate all the support. All right. And as always, you two, remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, don't forget to... Use, use, the, use code. the code. Use it. Just use the code. I would take that as a compliment. I know about a hundredth of the baseball that he knows. And, right. But I do like avocados. Oh, come on, Littles. Please tell me someone else hears it.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.